Hey, this is Jim Fleming, and this is the Stuart Heights Fleming Sunday School Class Podcast. This podcast is a recording of our weekly Sunday School Class, as well as a few other teaching opportunities I get at my church. But before you listen further, you may want to go to teachings.jim314.com and download the student and or teacher handouts so you can follow along visually and take some notes. Thanks for listening. Come back often, and feel free to add this podcast to your favorite podcast app or to iTunes. Now let's get to this week's lesson. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. There we go. All right. So let's start this morning with our scripture memory review. So we've got uh, Proverbs uh, 24, 3 through 4. Uh, through wisdom, a house is built, and my understanding is established by knowledge. The rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. So who's got it? And I think I may have put the wrong one on. Did I put? Yeah, I put the wrong one on the actual handout. So I'll fix that for later. But <clears throat> that's the way that works. Got three. Got four. Got it. All right. Nothing from you, Justin, this week? All right. Shamed you permanently on the internet, so that's probably sufficient. Miss Darla, you got it? <clears throat> Through wisdom, a house is built. By understanding, it is established. Yes. By knowledge, its rooms are filled with rare and beautiful Very good. Awesome. Great job. Doug, you got it? She's different words. She's a different word. Yeah, I was going to say, you were, you were struggling mentally to no, translate there, there, I think. See, if you, yeah, I'm all messed up now. So. Oh, okay. You want me to come back to you? No. All right. To wisdom, the house is built. Yes. And by understanding. Come back to me. All right, I'll come back to you. Miss Kimberly? By wisdom, my house is built. By understanding, it is established. Yes. By knowledge, its rooms are filled with precious and pleasant riches. Proverbs 24, 3. Nice. Good job. Well done. <laughs> Through wisdom, a house is built, and understanding it is established. By knowledge, its rooms are filled with precious and pleasant riches. I agree. Uh, and her version of it was nicer than yours, because <laughs> yours was about three octaves lower, and we're talking about... <laughs> I always love that. Everything, everything she does is nice. Ah, all right. There you go. See? We got that on the tape, so that's good. You want to try again? Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's wisdom right there. I think you just put something precious in the house, right? <laughs> Through wisdom, the house is built. Yes. Okay, all right. <laughs> that's okay. That's all right. I would rather that you live it than that you say it in here. So how's that work? Yeah, I agree. How's, how cool is that, right? That's awesome. Cool. So let's uh, jump right in. Let's do a quick review. Uh, I think that I have said this each week, but uh, we are sinners and we are working through this, and this is kind of how this works. So thank you for your patience and grace as we, uh, as we go through this. Um, a couple of filters that we looked at a few weeks ago um, that we need to examine, that we need to uh, slow down. Uh, when we are angry, this is what the road should look like. As far as our communication, as many speed bumps as we can put so that we consciously assess where we are. Uh, I ran into somebody that I hadn't seen in a while last night in Lifeway, and uh, he asked me what the memory verse was for this week. And I said, well, I don't know because I'm still stuck on last week's memory verse, which is a righteous man studies how to answer. 
and a fool pours, pours forth his folly. And for me, that has been just beating me up for about two weeks. The idea that I should be studying how I respond and not just screw the lid off the cap and dump my communication out on everybody. So it, is, it has been very helpful for me to be thinking through this, and I hope these have helped you as well. Uh, so your first two blanks on your handout, uh, just a quick review of the theology of technology. A uh, quote from Tim Challies, God calls you to use technology for his purposes and his glory. And this is part of our call to go and to uh, fill the earth and to dominate it and then to fill the earth with the gospel, to bring the gospel to every creature under the earth. And uh, that's how we do this. So a couple points of review real quick. We talked about Solomon is still speaking to us and how amazing it is that something written on papyrus 3,000 years ago applies to us today. Um, And to me, that is just a, a fantastic concept uh, wisdom is the focus of Proverbs, and these are habits that we are looking at. So we've looked at a couple different weeks. We did a kind of a week of introduction, a week of what are we supposed to be doing. Uh, last week, Dave Barber came and talked about uh, the, the theology of technology and, and how tech abuses are not tech issues and how we keep ourselves safe. And if you have not listened to that yet, I encourage you to go back and listen to that podcast. If you have not seen those documents, I encourage you to go look at that because there are tons and tons and tons of great links to help us keep our homes safe. And not just safe for our children, but safe for ourselves. Every single one of us is a fallen sinner and we all need help. Um, Probably the, the closest I can come to giving a concrete analogy of this is when I go bowling So bowling is the one sport that I have not figured out how to excel at, at all. I can generally figure out, I'm just just athletic enough to not fall on my face at most things, but I am a really lousy bowler. So when we go bowling, you know what I use? Bumpers, that's right, no shame. I am a bumper bowler, not a problem at all. And, And to me, as I was listening last week to Dave talk, it was, What wise things can we put up around ourselves and around our house to keep us toward the center of the lane so that we actually can accomplish something so that our homes can be described as filled with good and precious and pleasant things? So to me, it was very, very helpful. Thank you for that. It sparked a lot of good conversation in our house that we had not necessarily consciously ignored, but hadn't really made it a focal point. So thank you for that. You made an impact on our lives this last week. So... All right, so uh, today's lesson is about what are we not to do. So in case you've never read through Proverbs, Proverbs has a ton of stuff that says this is what good looks like, and it's got a lot of stuff that says this is what not good looks like. And it describes not good in a whole lot of different ways. A real common way that Proverbs describes not good is the foolish person. Uh, And if you have never studied Proverbs from two different perspectives, I would encourage you to do so. I would encourage you to do a study of what wisdom looks like in Proverbs, and I would encourage you to do a study of what foolishness looks like in Proverbs. And it will help you as you go through life to recognize situations and you go, I think I'm in the fool camp right now, versus, no, I think I'm in the wise camp right now. And you can have some confidence about having skill in living our lives because we're aware of what foolishness and wisdom looks like. Yes, Ms. Kimberly. And what it says about scoffers yes. It is similar. So a scoffer is going to be a fool with a megaphone. So is that a, that was kind of my off the cuff definition. But it, when I think of a scoffer, literally that's how I pictured it in my head. Maybe I, it might have been how it was explained to me as a child. Because I have this very distinct 
image of somebody with a bullhorn, and I am being very vocal. Um, and I, I think this is a great picture of what we look at many times in social media today, is that we have a fool with a bullhorn. And so would a scoffer be someone who is blatantly and verbally against God? Yes. Uh, the, I would say Proverbs would describe a scoffer that way. Um, I think there can be, so I'll, I'll turn the mirror back on myself, right? So I can be a scoffer um, and, a, and a believer, but I would not think that a scoffer-style lifestyle is consistent with a Christian lifestyle. Is that, does it feel like we're on safe ground with that? Okay. Great questions, though. Great questions. Uh, so maybe that would be... If you, so you've got to put it in an outline, right, because we're Baptists. So point one is study wisdom. Point two is study fools. And sub-point A is scoffers. And sub-point B is like people who go after crazy things. And it feels like it's in that same general camp, though. So, good question. All right, so today we're going to look at uh, several verses about what are we not to do. Uh, and I don't want this to come across today as a uh, the Christian life is about not doing things, because that is not what the Christian life is about. And I did this series in the order that I did it in, because I wanted to talk about what are we to go and do first. Because many times I think we come up with the idea that, well, Christianity is about, here's my list of things I don't go do, and yay, I'm a Christian. No, no. Your Christianity is defined by what we do, not by what we don't do. So Christianity is an aggressive, outward-facing, outward-looking, forward-moving faith. It is not a, I will stay huddled up back in the corner and, and not do things. So a couple uh, points here. Um, I don't know if you follow Dave Ramsey or anything, what he talks about, but I love this quote by him. When you, when you teach the truth, expect people who believe a lie to be angry, sometimes very angry. Uh, and I, I have found in my own life over the last uh, year and a half, two years, as I have been thinking about and soaking on this series and thinking about some of the verses that we'll use, that I have gotten very angry at God because I didn't like that verse in Proverbs at all. Like, at all. And was dead set that we are skipping that when we get to Solomon on social media. Right? And what I have found is that uh, those things keep coming up and keep coming up and keep coming up. So if you find yourself today getting very angry, please know that your Sunday school teacher uh, sowed that ground before you got there and you have a friend. Uh, but that's the wonderful thing about God is that the Holy Spirit comes and comforts and convicts. And uh, it's a beautiful thing. So there's one quote for you. Another is Burke Parsons. The ironic thing about legalism is it doesn't make people work harder. It makes them give up. Uh, so again, I, I don't want this to be a... I don't want this to be a, here's our list of things to do. It is not that. Uh, Dave talked about this so well last week, this idea that these are heart issues, and, and we are to be building heart habits, uh, and out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So I think you could also, the, the really, really modern translation of that would be, out of the abundance of the heart, uh, the thumbs type. And... What comes out is a reflection of what's in. So if these things prick us today, it is because there is an issue with our heart, not with our anything else. So uh, that's kind of the, the preface. So we'll get back to stop and see where we go from here. So let's look at a couple different things. Proverbs 12, 23. I think I got all the verses uh, on your handout. The only verse that I didn't put on there, and if you'll flip kind of to the back side of your handout just for a second, the memory verses... 
Proverbs 26, 4 through 5. Uh, do not answer a fool according to his folly, lest you also be like him. Answer a fool according to his folly, lest he be wise in his own eyes. Uh, and if it feels like those two are contradictory, they're not. Uh, they are four different times. So there are times when we are to speak to a fool. There are times when we are not to speak to a fool. And one of the questions that I want to look at next week when we have a dialogue, so next week is not going to be me standing up teaching. Next week is me going to be standing up asking a whole lot of questions. And we're going to all bring mirrors and hold them up and see what does that look like. Uh, and and it, it will be good, and it will be a little bit messy, and it will be okay. Uh, I've, I have come to appreciate and enjoy dialogue when I come to church. Uh, a couple reasons. Uh, iron sharpens iron. And two... Uh, I am by far not the wisest person in this room, and many of you have uh, life experience and skills and the Spirit of God in you that has spoken to you in a way that we collectively need to hear. So I am very much looking forward to that. Don't freak out or panic over that. But, but your homework for next week is not just those verses, but what other Proverbs or what other verses in the Bible give us input as to when to use which one. Because there's an implication that if we're given this direction, we're to know which one to use when. And that can be really tricky, especially on social media. So, talked about the back, so let's jump back to the front side of the handout and we'll look at uh, a couple of things. So I think I've got all the verses on here. Proverbs 12, 23, uh, number one there, proclaim foolishness. These are things we are not supposed to do, so I'm probably going to say this 30 times today. So a prudent man conceals knowledge, but the heart of fools proclaims foolishness. So I would like for you to open your Bibles to these verses as we go through, because some of your translations have really slick ways that you're uh, translating this. And I'd like to hear from you what that word conceals, uh, how that is translated in some of your verses. So Proverbs 12, 23. It's good to see you, brother. So what is that word conceals? You may have a different word. Keeps his, Keeps his knowledge to himself. Okay. Anybody else? The literal translation of that word is something that you all brought into this room, and I'm thankful you all brought it into this room. Uh, it is clothes. It is the idea that there is, there is something that should be covered because it is good for it to be covered. <laughs> Right? So I, I saved you from an awful PowerPoint slide on this. I did not try to find anything there. But the, the word conceals is to clothes knowledge. And so I want to talk about what this is not saying. This is obviously not saying that we are to keep the gospel covered up and we are not to be a witness. We are not to share Christ. This is there are things that would not be helpful if we made them known. Would you agree? Yes, ma'am. Yeah, absolutely. Have you ever known a piece of clothing to help restrain things? Oh, yeah. yeah, right? <laughs> That's... Yeah, I'm from that era. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. There you go, right? I mean, this is, this is, this is the reality that we live in. This, this is one of the wonderful things that I love about Solomon, because Solomon doesn't pull any punches, right? He puts this wisdom in these Proverbs, and it's meant to make us think. Because Proverbs doesn't just come out and hit you straight between the eyes. Proverbs kind of takes a, a little bit of an arc sometimes. And you're like, oh, I didn't, I didn't see that left hook coming. Thanks. I, I appreciate that. 
but yeah, there's this idea that, that there are things that should be concealed. And, and it's not negative knowledge. It's not things that are evil. This, this is good things. And then the, the opposite there, the antithesis, the next line, but the heart of fools proclaims or cries out or screams foolishness. And this is megaphone, right? Uh, if this had been written in Greek, I feel like the word would have been megaphone, uh, which is to, to cry out loudly. And, uh, but it's Hebrew, and so they don't use megaphone in Hebrew. But uh, this idea to cry out foolishness. So the first thing that I think that we're commanded not to do is uh, proclaim foolishness. Now, now, when I say things like first thing, there's a list of probably 50 or 60 verses to pick from in this space. I tried to pick the ones that I felt were as applicable as possible to my life. So... If this is something you struggle with, then there you go. But I'm talking to Jim today. So number two, uh, Proverbs 13, 16. And these are just in order of the, how they show up in Proverbs. Uh, brag about sin. Brag about sin. So it says, Every prudent man acts with knowledge, but a fool lays open his folly. So is there a modern paraphrase of this that you think you might have heard before? Stupid is as stupid does. That's actually pretty good, yeah. Um, that's actually really good. It wasn't where I was going, but I like that one, I think, even better. Uh, airing your dirty laundry, yeah. Uh, so my wife and children are traveling to uh, Mobile, Alabama. Uh, Julie's grandmother died a couple days ago, and they're going to be down there for several days. And it has been incumbent upon me at my house <clears throat> to do the laundry. And I need every one of you to testify to her when you, she gets back next week that I was fully clothed and I didn't wear my red shoes with a red shirt. So there's that, right? So how many new pairs of clothes have you bought? I have bought no, let me, no, I have, I have bought no new pairs of clothes. Yes, no new pairs of clothes. I did go to the grocery store last night and anything, so I went through the garbage, things that I've thrown away this week. And I took a picture of everything that I had thrown away and then went to the grocery store so I could get that exact same thing. <laughs> it's good to go. It's pretty considerate. It worked, right? I mean, it, I don't want her coming back and the whole house being empty of stuff, right? That's, that's my list, right? That's my list. gets back, it's time to go. All right, so brag about sin, um, but a fool lays open his folly. Anybody got a different word than folly there in your translation? Folly is a really good translation, but it's follies in every one. Which one? Flaunts his folly. Yeah, yeah. It is. It is not a conservative word that lays open, because if you think about in the clothing space, right? So, right. Exactly. Your eyebrow was supposed to go up right there. So, that's the way that works. All right. So number three, uh, believe everything. We are not supposed to believe everything. Um, what's that? It's on the internet, yeah. Um, so this is my picture for this. Um, April 1st is the only day of the year that people critically evaluate things they find on the internet before accepting them as true. Right? So um, I will give you, so let's read the verse here. The simple believes every word. And if we go back to that kind of big picture look at uh, wise people and fools, uh, a sub, uh, probably point B, uh, Kimberly, would be the simple. 
right? The simple is not dis defined as somebody who is, oh, they lived a simple life, everything's fine. No, the simple doesn't understand life. They don't understand the complexities of life. They don't understand how to live. They have no skill in living. They are, uh, in my mind, it is a squirrel lifestyle. It is, oh, I'm distracted. Oh, I'm distracted. And it's just, I have no perspective on the larger things in life. Uh, so the, the simple believes every word. Because of that lack of perspective, you can get distracted with a lot of things. But the prudent considers or understands or discerns well his steps. I will give us all, a, I think, a solid piece of advice. And I think Dave touched on this a little bit last week. Assume everything you read on the Internet is wrong. That is a great starting point. Go to the scripture, assuming it is right, because it is. Go to the internet, assuming it is wrong, because there's a very good chance that it is. It takes almost no time to create something online that looks real. If you gave me two hours this afternoon of uninterrupted time, I could build and launch a website that looked like a moderately reputable news source. And we link to things and repost things constantly because we believe every word. And that is not what we are called to do. We are called to critically evaluate. The wise man ponders, he thinks, he considers how to answer. We don't just spew forth folly. Again, I'm talking to me. Uh, number four, talk without working, Proverbs 14, 23. Uh, Julie, my wife, asked me if I was going to talk about volume uh, as far as what, a, what an appropriate amount of time that someone could spend or should spend on uh, social media type things. Uh, obviously, there's not a uh, Proverbs 26, 3 that says, uh, I'm just making something up here. You should only spend four hours a day on Facebook and the fool spends five. You know, there's, there's not a verse like that in the Bible. However, there's an awful lot of talk about what lazy looks like and what a working man looks like. And Proverbs 14, 23, in all labor there is profit. And I don't know that he's necessarily talking about monetary profit. Uh, there is value from work. It's just a something that God has baked into the fabric of the universe. Um, but idle chatter leads only to poverty. So the question that I want us to ask is, another filter question, is what I am, what I am, I am doing right now idle chatter? So look at your translations and tell me what other phrase you have for that idle chatter. Mere talk. What's that? Mere talk. Mere talk. Very good. Anybody else? Literally, it's translated talking lips with the idea that there's nothing behind it. It's just a set of talking lips. So if, if you can imagine having a conversation with just talking lips, you're going, this is really, what's that? All the time. All the time, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah right? I mean, and, and there's just, we just talk to talk. There's just talk to talk. And if there's, th there's a gobs and gobs and gobs of themes in Proverbs, and one of the things in Proverbs is that our words have weight, our words have substance, they should have substance to them, and we should not be careless as we throw them around. Uh, and talking lips is just, I'm just talking, I'm just talking. And it leads to something. What does it lead to? 
poverty. So if you want to be in poverty, here's a 10-step plan. That would be a great series, wouldn't it? Solomon's 10-step plan to be in poverty. Because there's probably like 30 steps to it. But it's talking lips is one of them. So if the amount of time that we are spending, I'm saying we, not you, we are spending on social media is leading us toward not being appropriate workers, whether that's at work or at home or at church or wherever, then there's a problem. And that's going to look like something very problematic at some point in our lives. All right, so Proverbs 16, 28, the next uh, one there, number five, uh, is to sow strife. To to sow strife. That is hard to say quickly. So we have uh, the ability in our lives to plant things. Uh, And I was fortunate enough to grow up on a 220-acre horse farm, uh, and there, there is... There is something that is uh, just gradually observed when you grow up in a farm setting. And it is that when you put something in the ground, that thing is coming up. Um, you, you can sow it and you will reap it. And we, can, we have the opportunity in Proverbs 16, 28, a perverse man sows strife. Uh, another way to translate this is to contest, to quarrel, to brawl, to contentions, discord, or strife. And a whisperer separates the best of friends. And nobody's ever experienced that, right? A whisperer separating the best of friends. There's another tip for you. Whenever you see somebody that whispers in Proverbs, not good. Whisper, and maybe that's another subset. We're going to work ourselves into a whole series here, aren't we? What's that? Absolutely. Absolutely. But it's all kind of under the umbrella of you shouldn't do this. This is the, the downside of, uh, of communication. So what are we sowing is a good question for us. So when I get online, when I engage, what am I sowing? And am I being intentional about that, or am I being flippant about that? Because many times for me, it's, well, I'm just scrolling through seeing, well, I'm sowing something here. It may be something that I'm conditioning my body to get used to that so that that becomes the norm and I become addicted to it. It may be that I am sowing time away from my family so that I am not investing as I should with them. It may be that I am sowing uh, idleness that is one day going to lead to poverty. But it may be that I just want to go stir up some strife because that looks like it could be interesting. Ooh, I could, I could poke that just a little bit, right? I could just, just not like the Facebook post, uh, Facebook pokes. Don't poke anybody if you're on Facebook. Please don't. I don't know if they still have it, but stop poking each other. That was the dumbest thing ever. Um, but, but we can sometimes noodle somebody into, oh, I, I got them riled up. That was good. We've got to be careful because those seeds are going to grow. And then Proverbs 29, 22, an angry man stirs up strife and a furious man abounds in transgression. So I hear this a lot from people that I talk to. and It's like, well, I just get angry sometimes. I know, I can see that because you're stirring up strife, <laughs> right? I mean, this is, this is not a newsflash to anybody, right? We can see these seeds being planted, and, and they're going to they're gonna grow, and it's not going to be pretty. All right, so number six uh, is expresses everything. So you've seen this phrase, express yourself, right? You may have seen this phrase, express yourself. Let's look and see what Proverbs says about that. Uh, a fool has no delight in understanding, but in expressing his own heart. And again, that word for expressing is to uncover or to reveal. 
So it's the idea that we are unclothing this portion of our lives to lay it bare. Well, I just want to get this off my chest. A fool has no delight in understanding but in expressing his own heart. Um, This is hard, right? Uh, For me, this is probably the, the, I hope, I don't know, maybe it's not. um, You know, we're all self-deceived. That's probably a good uh, general assumption to make when you go into the scripture is that I am self-deceived and and I need what this book has for me. Uh, But this is the verse I think that has beaten me up the most is in expressing his own heart. Well, I just want to, I just want to share what's on my heart. Well, sometimes that's a, a positive word from the Lord that, you know, hey, here's something that can be an encouragement or here's something that is uh, funny or here's something that's pot, whatever it is. But sometimes it's I have an agenda and I'm checking things off on my agenda because I really want to express myself. Uh, and that's just not what the Bible says is good. Uh, Proverbs 29, 11, a fool vents all his feelings, but a wise man holds them back. Ugh, right? I mean, it's just... Today is not an easy set of verses, but I think it is a necessary set of verses for us to just see truth and be confronted with it and to think through what does it look like to hold back. Uh, So what does it look like to not comment? What does it look like to not respond 64 times in a row? Right? The thing that I have found that helps immensely in this space is... uh, my, my device has this little icon that's got a phone symbol. And when I use that, as opposed to the Facebook post process, uh, life goes better. Because then I value the relationship with my brother and my sister, and I go talk to them. Or I just go show up at somebody's house, and you know what? We need to talk through this. Because um, having this type of a rift in public is not a good thing for the cause of Christ. Have you ever seen this? Have folks going back and forth online and you're just like, guys, like not only is Jesus watching, but your pagan friends are watching and they don't want any part of that. And I'm not saying that we're supposed to have a projected life that is pristine and perfect and crystal clear with no issues. I'm just saying Proverbs says a wise man holds back his feelings. So there's something to consider there. Uh, yes, sir. Yeah. Not just emotion. Yeah. It's a it's an incredibly rich word um, that I would love to spend about twenty minutes talking about. So it's it's a good comment there. Uh, Proverbs eighteen thirteen, speak early. And this is one I think that uh, is is particularly easy to do with what's called clickbait on the internet. I don't know if you've heard this phrase before. But it's an article heading or title that is designed to, oh, that sounds interesting. I'll click on that. And it's called clickbait. And they will take some uh, three or four word or one sentence out of a longer text or speech or whatnot that does not in any way represent the actual text or speech or what was going on. And they will try to get people to comment and click on ads and click on different things to generate revenue. Because when you click a link, you're generating revenue for somebody. Somebody's getting paid. So just remember that. When you click links on the internet, somebody's getting paid. Because ad views count. Every time you see an ad on the internet, somebody got paid. 
Somebody got paid. And if you don't think that this is all about money, we are sadly deceived. There is a whole world system, a whole world system that is anti-God, and it is designed to not glorify Christ, but to glorify the opposite of Christ. So clickbait is these articles that, uh, can you believe so-and-so said, and many times you'll see this dot, dot, dot. You're like, oh, I, I want to know what that is. And sometimes what we end up doing is that we will comment on articles like that before we know the whole truth, right? Has anybody ever spoken before you knew like, what you really should have talked about? I did this two days ago. Studying this verse two days ago. Saw something, immediately shot off a text to somebody and said, hey, we, that, that, no, not cool, not cool. And didn't dig deeper. He who answers a matter before he hears it, it is folly and shame to him. So we need to listen first and respond second. And in that period of time, between the time we listen and respond, is that considering and thinking. Uh, and it's not just an automatic response. So don't speak early. Uh, number eight, don't befriend the angry. Proverbs twenty two twenty four. make no friendship or shepherd, actually. Uh, the idea is that it's not just I'm close to you, it's I'm taking care of, and we are intimately engaged. Make no friendship with an angry man and with a furious man, do not go. Um, how much... Like, how much junk could we avoid online if we would just see somebody that was angry and have wisdom as to when and how to engage? As opposed to, let's just jump in wholeheartedly with them and play around in the mud, because mud's not cool. Number nine, disclose secrets. Proverbs 25, 9 and 10. Debate. Uh, the word is to grapple or to wrangle or to contend. So debate your case with your neighbor and do not disclose or reveal the secret to another. Lest he who hears it expose your shame and your reputation be ruined. This kind of ties back to the, the earlier verse about um, proclaiming foolishness. There are things that we need to be wise about not communicating. Uh, now, so let's get personal for a sec. Uh, the majority of you I know really well. I have watched you. I have gotten to know you. I know things about your lives. And I could stand up here and state facts about you or your families or your situations that would embarrass us all. And many of you know me well, and you could, in response, very quickly state facts that would embarrass us and would not make Jesus look good in any way, shape, or form. And when we debate our case with our neighbor, that's a good thing. Having good dialogue and wrestling and grappling over truth is a good thing, but we do not disclose the secret to another. There are things that we keep in the family. But this idea that, that what we can do in the public forum that influences our ability to tell people about Jesus Christ, that's real. It is absolutely real. So we need to be very careful and aware of this. All right, I'm going to start picking up the speed a little bit here. So don't disclose secrets. Uh, number 10, don't meddle. Uh, I love this verse. It is so graphic. Uh, he who, Proverbs 26, 17, He who passes by and meddles in a quarrel not his own is like one who seizes a dog by the ears. So if you want to Google... <laughs> You Google, seize a dog, grab a dog by the ears. 
there are like 30 different versions of who is this? Yes, President Johnson. And he picks the dog up by its ears, which I, I mean, if, there are a few things you don't do with dogs, right? You don't kick a dog. You don't, why would you pick a dog up? I, <laughs> they are, right? And I don't, we know what's coming. this is one heck of a patient dog, I'm telling you, because I have never met a dog that would let you do this to the dog. For one, it's just mean, right? I mean, it's just, just mean. Don't be picking the dog up by the ears. And it's just, what's that? So is he? Yeah, all right. <laughs> well, that, maybe this communicates a lot then, right? But when we walk by and meddle in a quarrel not our own, when we see something online and we don't have the proverbial dog in that fight, this is what we are doing. We are finding a dog most of the time, and if we're talking about a quarrel, these are two fighting dogs, and we're going to pick a fighting dog up by the ears. What's about to, get ha what's about to happen? Somebody's going to get bit. A lot of people are going to get bit. And then there's going to be folks who have to come in and bind up wounds and fix the mess. And we have to have the wisdom to know when to do that. So let's not meddle. Uh, number 11, don't brag about yourself. Proverbs 27, 2. Let another man praise you and not your own mouth, a stranger and not your own lips. I feel like I need to just tape this verse around my phone. Um, how many times do we take a picture and have a cool hashtag and have a cool comment and Ooh, I, I'm, looking for, I'm looking for some praise. Oh, I just want a little bit of praise. 12 likes, 15 likes, 20 likes. I got 20 likes. Woo! It's about me and my agenda and not Jesus Christ. So let's not brag about ourselves. Uh, 12, misdirect. Uh, Proverbs 28, 10. Whoever causes the upright to go astray in an evil way, he himself will fall into his own pit. But the blameless will inherit good. Um, so this is a bit similar to uh, poking the bear. Uh, we have an option, we have an ability to mislead people and misdirect them into untruth. So let's be careful about that. And then uh, I don't know how we could end without anything other than like Proverbs 29, 23. Number 13 is be prideful. A man's pride will bring him low, but the humble in spirit will retain honor. So I think a good question to ask uh, ourselves as we go through is, why am I posting this? Uh, it's a great filter. Um, why am I doing this? And feel free to ask the Holy Spirit, do you have an opinion on why I might be posting this? Um, and I've found in my own life that he will respond very quickly uh, with a wide variety of things, um, many of which are not what I was hoping he would respond with. So memory verse for next week is Proverbs 24. Uh, no, that's not right. I didn't change it on the PowerPoint. I'll get to change that on the PowerPoint. That's what happens when I do the PowerPoint in the morning versus during the week, but that's all right. Uh, so the schedule next week is where do we go from here? What, do, what does this look like for us? How tactically do we handle this? And then a couple of resources for you. Uh, again, reading a chapter of Proverbs a day is a fantastic thing to do, uh, but that can also sometimes keep the text at a distance. So uh, memorize a proverb a week, I think is fantastic. Now we're bringing it into our heart. But uh, the application, this is where I was going earlier, Darla, is uh, wear one proverb a day. Um, one of the most helpful Bible study comments I've ever heard in my entire life, I was teaching Growth Track 2 with Bill Brandenburg, and we were talking about the application of Scripture and what it looks like to believe it and then to obey it uh, and to wear that. And he said, well, what does that look like? If you were to wear that verse to work tomorrow, 
what does that look like? It looks different than what you look like now because that is part of your experience. That is part of your behavior. So wear it, do it, because these things are good. So that's week four of Solomon on social media. Hopefully that was helpful to you. Um, I tried to go at a, a reasonable pace. I, honestly, I've got 40 other verses that we could have talked about today. So if I didn't pick your favorite one, I'm sorry. There's just a lot not to do. But again, the Christian life is not about a list of no's. The Christian life is about going and sharing and spreading the gospel. So uh, in that spirit, let's lean in and engage with the prayer requests on your table. Uh, if you've got prayer requests, please uh, write those down, pray as a group, and then you're dismissed. Thanks for coming to Sunday School today. Thank <laughs> you.